Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. It is time, once again, to talk running and faith, and joining me, once again, is the wise man and Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. You know, Dean, doesn't wisdom come from just messing up a lot? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, then I'm pretty wise. Just right. Hey, I'm, I want to put this out there. If we sound a little bit echoey today, it's because we don't have some of the sound panels in here. We're actually making a big move next week. Yeah. We got an all new studio that we're moving into. You know, for 84 episodes, we've kind of flown by the seat of our pants and we've learned this on the fly. And so we're taking a lot of what we've learned and, and putting it together in a new studio. So I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, it's we'll, pretty exciting. We'll, by the time you hear this next. The next podcast, we should be in our new studio, Lord willing, and hopefully sound a little bit better. We need all the help we can get, right? Well, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think even God can. Well, you've I got mean, God the radio voice. It, but you, yeah, you know, well. I'm just a squeaky guy. Well, here, but, uh, I don't know about that. Everybody either. talks about your your radio voice. Well. So you know, some say you have the face for radio. Uh, that's that's a fact. <laughs> that is 100 percent fact. <laughs> hey, before we get into the story this week, we want to talk about our sponsor. And like I've said so many times before, if you have a business and you want to sponsor Run for God, if you want us to uh, help promote your business and you help support Run for God in the process, send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com. That'll go to Lane Hollis, and uh, he'll get you all the details. We've had a few new sponsors come on the past few weeks, and that's pretty exciting. Um, But this week's sponsor is Trinity Disposal, and they are the go-to disposable company for Whitfield and surrounding counties right here in Georgia. Trinity offers weekly residential trash collection and commercial front-end load dumpsters. Trinity is a very detail-oriented company, and they have excellent customer service. So if you're interested in a top-of-the-line disposal service, Trinity's disposal is the route for you. And Hunter and the whole crew over there at Trinity, they're just uh, they're great supporters of Run for God, and they're great people. Um, it's... Uh, Hunter is an awesome young man and uh, proud to, proud to have him as one of our sponsors. I see a lot of their containers around, and I've never seen anybody who had a Trinity container ever not have the Trinity container later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can tell they're, they're, they do a good job because uh, people always continue with their Yeah, service. I mean, they do the little things that really every business should do. You know, I, my next-door neighbor uh, a few weeks ago, they forgot to set their trash out front. And I, I watched the guys that morning. They came in, and they knew that Monday's trash pickup day, well, they could see the trash can up beside the garage. So they walked up, got the garbage can, wow. rolled it down, and emptied it. You don't that, – that type of customer service is just something you don't see much nowadays. That's awesome. And, uh, I mean, they take pride in, in collecting trash. I mean, we, you know, we're called to take pride no matter what we're doing. And yep. Hunter really does that. Their whole team really does that. So – Kudos to them if you're in the in the area, give them a call. Yeah, for sure. Well, we normally share a Facebook post, but this week you and I got an email from somebody. 
Sure. And I, I emailed her back and I said, would you mind if I shared this on the podcast? And she said, that would be fine. I was hoping you did that. And so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so this comes from Val Bleakley. And this is the, the email that she sent. Hi, Mitchell and Dean. I hope I have the right email address for you and this gets to you both okay. Sorry, I imagine you have you have to you have had to read lots of emails after your last podcast episode 82 an open letter to walkers but i just felt i had to write to say how your podcast was so awesome for me to hear just a little of my story though i oh though i have written a bit to you before but as a way of encouragement to you and mitchell to know your decision for walkers all this fits into my story Three years ago, I had a hip operation, and by, the, by way of exercising, I walked circuits inside my house. One day, I was doing my walking, and God clearly spoke into my thoughts. He said, run. But I can't run, I said. Again, the voice said, run. Well, okay, I said, I'll try. And I did, and thought, brilliant. So I wasn't doing too much for the hip. I decided to alternate between running and walking. Sometime later, I became aware that our national health had a program called Couch to 5K. So I thought, I'll have a go and see if I can follow that. A few weeks into the program, I felt I should try the schedule outside. I did, but ended up with pulled muscles in my left knee. That frustratingly meant no running or walking. A few months later, though, I felt inspired to begin the program again. One night, when, I, when I'd got to about week two, I was praying, and out of the blue, God clearly spoke three words into my head, run for God. I sat upright and thought, where did that come from, and what on earth is that about? But I liked the sound of it. A few days of thinking over those three words and what I was meant to do with them, the thought came to my head to do a Google search and see what would come up. I did, and as you've guessed, up came your club. I thought, brilliant, but then found you were based in America. Undaunted, I searched for a club here in Northern Ireland, then the UK, but could find none. I thought, so what do I do now, Lord? Inspired, I decided to go ahead and join from a distance and was blown away when I saw your 5K course was exactly the same course that I, as I had been following, except two weeks longer. Brilliant. I continued to practice in the house until my until the prompting that no one would see my shirt if I would if I was to stay inside. So out I go again in my lovely T-shirt, only to be hit with the same knee, uh, the same knee problem. I came home devastated, and that feeling was compounded by finding that I really shouldn't be running with a hip replacement. So a lot of questioning to God. What's all this? It doesn't make sense. You said run for God, yet I can't. A couple of days later, inspired, I emailed run for God to see if you had walkers and was absolutely delighted to get a reply that you did and that I could follow the runner's course. On hearing that I was going to be just walking, my husband decided he would walk with me, but only if we walked outside. And we did. A great answer to prayer to have him accompany me on this journey. Great to be out walking, but just like you, I struggle with the whole concept of walking and not running and walking while wearing a t-shirt that said run on it. So I very much echoed what you said in the podcast, Mitchell, about how you felt being a walker and not a runner. I had emailed you about the possibility of having the word walker added to the shirt. 
still having us as part of the club. I'd also mentioned how I felt that Run for God was going to be bigger and stretch further than it was. After all, here I am with God placing your club in my mind many, many miles away from, uh, away from home. So last night when I got to see your podcast, I was totally blown away when you shared all your ideas and thoughts God has given you to include walkers. Suddenly, all I'd been questioning God about as to why on earth he had directed me to a running club all made sense. I had struggled with all the lovely, encouraging comments on Facebook for the runners, feeling that even though I was a part of the club, I didn't quite feel it was, feel it with only being a walker. But I understood perfectly that I had come into a runner's space and was grateful and felt privileged being allowed to be in that space. Now, I will be able to feel I'm right where I believe God has directed me to. I hope you have been able to make sense of what I've written, as I just wanted to encourage you both in seeing how far God has taken your club and planted it in the mind of a wee 75-year-old away over here. I would love to be able to lead a class, but I'm not sure I could. I may take this opportunity to wish you both every blessing with this new venture for walkers, and may the Lord bless its increase way beyond what you imagine. After all, we're told in Ephesians 3.20 that he is able to do immeasurably more than we than all we can ask or ever imagine. So here's to a great big imagination. Every blessing in the Lord. Val. You know, when I read this, <clears throat> I knew Val wasn't from around here. As soon as I saw the word brilliant, yep. I thought, she's from overseas somewhere. I would love to talk to Val because I, I love too. accents. It's kind of like talking to Molly on the phone. Yeah. Molly Wade. <laughs> I love to hear those different accents. And yep, they sure. love to make fun of mine. Um but yeah, I mean, Val is probably one of many emails that we got after that episode talking about introducing or opening the doors officially to walkers into the Run for God system. And I I tend to agree with her. I think this is going to be, I don't think you and I can even imagine what this is going to do. Um, that's my prayer. Yeah, and I feel like God is confirming that in more than one way uh, with what's going on around here. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and I do remember Val's email. She was one of the ones that talked about the Walker's T-shirt, and and I was like, nope, 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 not gonna do it. <laughs> and it's funny how God changes changes your way of thinking. Yeah. So Val, if you're out there, yeah, yes, you know God speaks through people, and. Through your email was one of those seeds that was planted in, in our heads that we needed to change things up around here. So so kudos to you. I mean, you, we would never know it if we didn't hear it. For, so we, we do cherish feedback from, from everybody out there listening. For sure. It, it makes me think about the old marketing idea that you you have to hear something what's it seven times six times in six order, impressions in order for yeah in right. order for it to be imprinted on your mind and so you heard it way more than six times but yeah um uh, but yeah it was just a repetition that six times is an average yeah we started to see when people pattern. are pig-headed it takes way more than six times and, and so. i am that so <laughs> at least that's what my wife tells me so um so it got through and and i'm excited you know i'm yeah. i'm loving walking even though i've i've been off for a week um i got this horrendous and this may be tmi on the podcast here i got this blister on the bottom of my foot mm. i wore some old shoes i was walking on a trail and it was kind of wet so you know you go to your old shoes yeah and uh i got this gnarly blister on the Ouch. bottom of my foot so it's healed up i, I think i'm going to be back at it today 
Yeah. But uh, but yeah. But I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, we talked about too. One thing we talked about. I think we talked about last time. We talked about Todd's story. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget November seventeenth that you can find that. Uh, it'll be coming online. I'm not sure exactly how we'll find it, but we'll send something out and let folks know. We also had a trivia question from last week. And so let's talk about that trivia question. What is VO2 max and why is it important to being able to run faster? Um, nice, good, good general mm-hmm. fitness question. Um, certainly something that's important. I'm actually reading a book right now that talks about breathing mm-hmm. and how you can increase your VO2 max based on your breathing. I'm a little skeptical. Mm. But I'm going to read it anyway. Are you skeptical? You know how? Really? I, yeah. That's, Imagine that. <laughs> so VO2 max is, is basically the maximum rate of oxygen your body is able to use during exercise. So mm-hmm. how much oxygen can I take in, use, and then exhale is basically what VO2 max is. And, you know, when you breathe in oxygen, your lungs absorb it and and turn it into energy called ATP. If you've watched our Thursday night sessions, we've talked real specifically about how muscles work, and you realize that ATP is incredibly important mm-hmm. for your muscles to work. Well, it's, it's not just, it's essential. Mm-hmm. Your muscles can't work without ATP, so you have to have it. Uh, and then ATP also releases carbon dioxide that's created during that process while, when you exhale. Um, and of course, the more, the greater the VO2 max, the more oxygen that your body can consume, and then the more effectively your body can use that oxygen throughout your body and all the different muscles in your body to generate the maximum amount of ATP, which will make your muscles, more of your muscles fire mm-hmm. and be able to, uh, to either continue going longer or to produce more power in the short run. So uh, that's, it's particularly important with aerobic fitness because as you breathe, um, we talked about, on again, on that Thursday night, we talked about how there's different energy systems, and some of them are very short-lived and take a lot of time to replenish the ATP. And But the aerobic system is designed to replenish ATP at the same rate, that, the rate that it needs, or a greater rate than it needs to keep your, your pace going. And that's what VO2 max, the higher the VO2 max, the higher the rate of ATP the faster you can run because mm-hmm. you're producing more energy for your muscles. So, uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it also means that uh, it's it, it can be a pretty good predictor. So if you go get your VO2 calculated in a, in scientific terms, um, it, you can you can tell a little bit about what kind of athlete you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Now we'll say this: uh, VO2 max is one of those things where. People's, it's on people's watches. Mm-hmm. People get it on their, and they, they look at my... Not what's accurate. A, it's not accurate. Not it is not accurate. And just because one person, mm. that's based on your pace, your breathing, and your... Uh, it's kind of like your watch also tells you how many calories you burned. Right, and that's not, not accurate. accurate either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so don't, don't, don't get... Here's what you can use that for, though. What you can use it for is a frame of reference mm-hmm. because whatever it says for you... If it improves, then you've improved. Doesn't sure. mean that number is right, right, but it does mean you've improved probably. And so, uh, so it, it's not a it's not a useless number on your watch. Uh, it, it can be used, but you just got to be careful how you use it. And don't compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Right? There are lots of examples out there of world class athletes who have super high VO two maxes, and some that 
you wonder how in the world can they be as good as they are with their VO2 max being as low as it is. Mm -hmm. And so it, it all, there's an efficiency that's just as important as your VO2 max. I think there's an efficiency and I think there's something else that we talk a lot about, Mm -hmm. you know, you and Lane talked a couple weeks ago about the book, how bad do you want it? Mm -hmm. And is that the book where they talk about the firewalk? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have somebody with a extremely high VO2 max who I, I always say that VO2 max is your potential. That's that's the potential. That's that's the wall out there that we talk about. Yeah. And but very, very, very few, a very small percentage of the population can ever get there. Right. I would almost argue nobody can get there. Right. So you can have somebody with an extremely high VO two max and somebody with a moderately high VO2 max. And there are plenty of moderately high VO2 max people who can beat the people who have a very high VO2 max. And it's very simple. It's 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 very simple as to why. They're willing to hurt That's right. more. That's right. Yep. Um, it's great to have a very high VO2 max, but don't, don't, Especially looking at your watch, even if you go get tested to get a, a accurate VO two max, you you've got to do you you've got to be on a treadmill. Somebody's got to be pricking your finger or your ear, taking blood samples and lactate. But don't don't get hung up on VO two max. Yeah, you know because we we know a lot of athletes and we've not tested them, but we know a lot of athletes who we can say this one has a much higher VO two max than that one just by looking at their their body their family whatever they're natural athlete but we see plenty of people beat them yep. that we can speculate have a much lower and it's because the six inches between their ears that's right yep. you know a lot of times you see you'll have somebody that's got a very high vo2 max and they think well i'm golden i can't be beat and that's their demise that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly right so yeah yeah well, VO2 max depends on a few things. So as you age, your VO2 max goes down. Sure. Um, as Depending on your gender, men have higher VO2 maxes than is women Is there an have. age where that, where it peaks? Is there, because I, I would say, I would assume that your VO2 max increases to a certain point and then it begins to decrease. I would, could that be part of, you know, cyclists have some of the highest VO2 max, cyclists and cross-country skiers. Yep. And those sports don't peak until the late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, they peak later than runners do. Does that example. correlate with VO2 max peak, maybe? I don't know. It would be know. interesting to learn that. But I, I would say so. I think your VO2 max, though, your potential VO2 max can stay high for a pretty long time. I don't think it's until pretty close to age 40 that it starts to decrease because of age. So, But I'm curious as to where it peaks on yeah. the up. Yeah. Going up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Maybe um, that's the next trivia question. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, yeah. And one another thing that, that you have to take into account with VO2 max is it depends on your, your elevation that you're running sure. at or that you're, you know, whatever you're, wherever it's measured right. makes a difference. Uh, so there is, there is, we just said all this. There's no one good VO2 max, right? So here's, again, understand this is based on scientific studies not your watch right. these these are good if you're a sedentary person your average vo2 max if you're male is about 35 to 40 for female it's 27 to 30 um, if you're active it's 
42 to 46. If, if you're female and active, then it's 33 to 36. Um, highly active people that are just really crazy uh, fit, um, that do a lot of aerobic activity like runners, cross-country skiers, cyclists, um, up to 85 is, is about as high as it, it goes. There are a few people who have had higher than that, but not very many have, been, have ever hit 90. I mean, like as in like a handful of people ever on earth. And then for females, um, it's about 77 is about the maximum that, that we've seen. Um, again, a few, a little bit higher than that, but very few. So, yeah. So how do you increase your VO2 max? Well, you increase your VO2 max by blasting your lungs, basically. <laughs> you know, short, fast intervals will increase your VO2 max. When we do those 400 intervals that we do in our training, we're increasing our VO2 max at that point. Yeah. Um, now, this all is a sliding scale, right? Mm -hmm. So there is no one workout. There is no one type of workout that will increase your VO2 max. Going out and running easy every day will have an effect mm -hmm. on your VO2 max. Um, but if you want to target it specifically, short, fast stuff is the way you do that. And there's no easy way to test this either. You know, we, no. we've already said your watch isn't accurate, but the only no. way to test this is, you know, Lane's had a couple of these, and it's it's excruciating to watch. Yep. Because you you have you basically run till failure. That's right. Um, until you're collapsing and almost falling off the treadmill, and then they they stop you at that yeah. point. Uh, and you got all these apparatuses. You got a uh, a breathing respirator. I don't know what it is, but it's measuring the. Oxygen, oxygen and then they're, and CO2. they're yeah. pricking. One time they pricked his finger, and one time they were pricking his ear. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of cumbersome to – he did it one time on the bike and one time on the treadmill, and, yeah, That's, it doesn't look fun at I've all. Ne I've never done it, but I've but seen it. But, of course, it. he thinks it's like the coolest thing oh, in the yeah, world. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's one of the coolest things about VO2 Max that's interesting and why you should be a runner. Because if you're a runner, you will increase your VO2 Max as a runner, mm -hmm. right? And so – Having a higher VO2 max will help you live longer. We, sure. That's, the studies are conclusive, and we know that. And so uh, if you're not out there pounding the pavement all the time, well, you need to be. Because mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are, like, people are like, I don't have time. Well, you know what? If you'll create time to do activities that increase your VO2 max, you'll have a lot more time on the back end, right? Yeah. It's like people who start their 401k savings when they're young. Yeah. They don't have to save a lot to have a big nest egg at the end. If you'll, if you'll get yourself in good shape, yeah. well, then you're going to have a better back end. And even, even the for the end. walkers out there, you know, it's sure. you, it, anything you're doing that gets your heart rate up and you're breathing labored, which you can, if, if you're walking with us right now, you should be doing that. You should be walking at a pace that gets your breathing labored. That works too. Absolutely. Um, Anything that makes you breathe hard right. is good for sure. Yep. And it's it's more than just running. Just your quality of life yeah. is better. Just think about things like walking upstairs. We've all seen that person who walks up the stairs, they get to the top and they're like, they have to rest. Yeah. Right? Runners in general don't have to rest at the top we of the stairs. bounce up the stairs. Yeah. That's right. Yep. 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 So anyway, that's VO2 max. Interesting, right? Yeah. All right, so we've got this challenge coming up, or the challenge is ongoing. Yes. Uh, the coaching, the marathon challenge, challenge. So we've been talking about this on here. 
And I want I want to kind of dispel some some things that I'm hearing, some some things that we're seeing. Some people are struggling with this con with this idea. You know, they've they've taught the five K challenge before. Maybe they've taught the half marathon challenge. You know, it's twelve weeks and they're done. You know, the marathon challenge is a year, and we've got some that who are struggling with this. So let let me talk to you if you're out there and you're really struggling with this. Let me let me ask you a few questions. Number one, do you go to church? If the answer is yes, then you've already got part of it you're already doing. Number two, do you already run several times a week or walk? You know, most of us out there, are, we already do this. Um, I, I want to say don't don't pressure yourself to be perfect in this process. You know, some people think they got to have this class. They, they stress over the schedule and the, the magnitude of this. But just meet up. Watch a video and go for a run. Mm -hmm. It really is that simple. You know, we've got all new material coming out starting in January from our brand new studio. We're we're trying to take on a lot of the heavy lifting for you because it is a pretty big commitment. We're trying to make it to where you're just inviting people in to do what you're already doing. You know, we've taken care of the registration. You know, used to coaches had to handle all that stuff now all you do now is just simply tell your potential students go to runforgod.com and and get signed up for run club um in the end we're just trying to make things simple um we've taken all the thinking out of the process and and next year we just want this to simply be a group of friends who meet up each week to talk jesus learn running and walk or run together I from want you, all over the world. All over the world. But I want you, I, I, I know what some of the, the top A's out there are thinking because I'm that person. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, i gotta, I got to schedule this out. I've got to have all the material lined up. i got to have everything just perfect. No, no. This can be done in your house. Pull up a laptop. Watch the video. Sit around. Maybe it's after one of your runs and you're sitting around drinking your chocolate milk and you're talking about what's on the video. It really can be that simple. Don't make this into something that doesn't need to be. Now, for all those out there, like the the Bens and the Mollies and, and these people who have these humongous classes who just excel and can teach circles around you or I, <laughs> that's great. But don't don't let the expectation of that derail you from taking on this experience well, because it's going to change your life. It's going to change those lives of the people who are in this. Will you have people who drop out? Yes. Don't focus on numbers. That's right. Don't focus on the schedule. Don't focus on all the things that the devil wants to distract you from what this can and will be. I remember having a class where we had three graduates and they were awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And you probably right still talk to those people today. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. He, it, it, Here's the other thing about this that I, I don't even know if you've even thought about this, but here's how easy this is. Because I know here's my problem is we just had a, a, a race and we had a timing company come out. They messed up the results. Surprise, surprise. And um, and the we had to go back and re, and refix and fix all that stuff, right? right? Well, here's the thing about Run Club: if you're teaching the run the uh, Couch to Marathon program. 
if you're taking up this challenge, you don't have to go back and do anything because all they have to do is log into their Run Club account and watch the video that everybody else just got through watching. Yeah, It's that simple. You don't even have to follow up. All you got to do is say, hey, here's here's a link to the video maybe if you want to go that far. Yeah. Right? So it's it's simple. Yeah. And, and we send out the emails yep. every week. They're going to get the emails. Y'all can watch it together. You can watch it separate and talk about it together. You can you can structure this however you want, but don't don't get bogged down in the details. And that sounds so foreign for me to say that. Yeah. Because I'm a details person. <laughs> yes, you are. But rest assured, you've got me working out all the details for you. So you'll be good. You'll get an email on Sunday night with the video and the instructions on what to do. That's all you need. Yep. That's all you need is a computer and an hour to sit down with your group and watch the video, listen to me and Dean banter back and forth, and then talk about it because it's going to lead to some pretty incredible conversations. Now, sure before will. we go to break, this is the last week to get your marathon gear. So I don't have the marathon shirt on today, but if you want the Couch to Marathon gear that everybody's been screaming for, this is only the third time we've opened this up. You have to be a Run Club member, log into Run Club, Click on the store tab uh, and get your Run Club gear by Sunday night. Sunday night, that store will close. Monday, we'll print everything and ship it out. And uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. The sweatshirts are yeah. awesome. I, yeah. I love the hoodies. It's getting that time of year where I'm going to be your, probably from this podcast now through April, you'll see me with a hoodie on because I yeah. love these hoodies. You'll have on a hoodie and I'll have on a quarter zip. That's Ex just the exactly. way. That's, that's our winter wardrobe. Yeah. Yep. Your teen is into rock and metal music that makes your ears bleed and your grandmother clutch her pearls. We can help. If your spouse yearns for music from the old days and wants to relive the music of their glory years, we can handle that. If you need a break from the day to spend time with God and recognize His goodness, we'd love to be a part of that. Whether it's rock and metal, classic songs from decades past, or heartfelt worship music, J Radio has you covered. Sign up for an account at jradio.com and download the app in your app store to start listening for free today. All right, have you checked out J Radio yet? If you haven't, well... What are you waiting for? Go check out J Radio. They're great sponsors of ours. They support us. That this podcast wouldn't be possible without them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thank you to those guys over at J Radio, and go support J Radio. Don't forget that if you have questions, you can send them to me at dean at runforgod .com. Now, let me qualify this. Sometimes I'll get. Sometimes I'll answer an email like within five minutes that you send it. And then sometimes I'll answer that email within five days of when you send it. It just depends on what else is going on. Yeah. There's a couple in my box right now that are more than a day old that I need to get to. And I apologize for that. But I, I promise you, you're not bothering me. Um, send those those questions. I love to answer them and I love to think about them. And they really they really they help kind of us get the pulse of the, the, the club and kind of know where people are and what people are thinking. And so mm -hmm. they're very helpful. So send those, send those questions. If you've got questions about how to, how to modify what you're doing, or you've got an, a, an issue that you're wondering about, just ask questions. It's all good. And then we're going to, we're going to share somebody's story here in just a minute. And as usual, you can go to runforgod.com and you can share your story. Let we me park here for just a second. Yeah. From this point forward, we are going to 
we're going to require that everybody go through runforgod.com to share their story with you. And there's a very specific reason for this. We're going to be sharing that probably next week. Um, but <clears throat> starting this week, if you send a story to Dean, he's going to email you back and, and send you a link and ask you to submit that through the website. We've got some pretty exciting news about these devotions and, and what this has turned into mm-hmm. through the years. Um, we we really can't share any more than that. Um but it's but it's coming. It's humongous. It's coming. and it's uh, it's just another one of those light posts that God has lit up, and uh, <laughs> quite literally, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we'll be sharing that probably on on this podcast next week. But just know that we do need you to to go to runforgod.com going forward to share your story through this share your story link on there, um, and it just it kind of makes everything official, and you you'll understand next week, but. Um, some yeah. big things coming. Yeah, nice stuff. All right, how about a, a nice, open, honest story? We like open and honesty, right? This one comes from Kelly Grimes from Hickson, Tennessee. And she titles her story, It's More Than Crossing a Finish Line, It's Finishing the Race. I started running using the Couch to 5K app on my iPhone. My best friend and her sister and I all decided we would give this a chance. We didn't think we could run. And believe me, weekday, week one, or day one, uh, was a challenge. But we were faithful, and we completed the training. I wanted to run a 5K, but was very nervous. I I wasn't a fast runner. Actually, my son could walk beside me while I ran, but I still wanted to enter a 5K. I found the Run for God program in an online search. When I saw that name, I began to just weep. See, the whole running thing started because my ex-husband left me for another woman after 15 years of marriage. In the cycle of grief I experienced, I believed the lies Satan had placed in my head, that he had left me because I was fat or not pretty. I believed this lie, and I thought maybe if I could be thin, maybe he'd come back to me. I never missed my night of running. I ran, I ate healthy, and I lost 47 pounds. But to me, run for God and completing my first 5K wasn't about crossing any finish line. It was a race between the Lord and me. It was me saying, Lord, life is hard, and I never thought I'd be where I am today, and I'm scared stiff of the future and raising my son all alone. But, Lord, I'll finish strong for you. I will finish this race of life. I won't quit. I'll finish, Lord. I did finish that 5K, and without walking once. I had no one at the end to congratulate me. I had no one to run beside, but it was Jesus And I, that day, he ran beside me the whole time. When I finished, he picked me up in his arms and he said, Good job, baby girl. I'm so proud of you. Don't cry. Everything's going to be okay. Lonely? Yes, I know. But you're never alone. I will always run for God. That's whom I'm running for. My race isn't over yet, but I'm going to keep on training and keep my eyes on him. 
Uh, she mentions in here, you know, at the beginning that she's not fast. We hear from these people all the time, don't we? Oh, I'm not very fast. People have to qualify their, their, their statements, and it doesn't Where matter. does that come from? <clears throat> I've never understood why people will quantify their speed before making the statement, I'm a runner. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. It's kind of like the people who say, I got third in my age group, but there was only three people. Yeah. Well, if I got third in my age group, you're never going to know how many people were in my age group. <laughs> I may have got third and there was only two people in it, but you're never going to know that. So I, I don't I, I don't know if that's a lack of confidence, Yeah. where that stems from, but I, I never have liked when I hear people say that because, yeah. and I think you're going to talk about this a little bit sure. later, but um, be confident. Yeah. If you're a walker, be confident in saying you're a walker. This Absolutely. is this is something this is this has come out of me in the past year. Be confident in that. Wherever God has you, you should be absolutely confident in making the statement. This is where God's got me. The evil one will throw those. I, I I'm convinced that that is It's where it comes from. It's it's doubt. Yeah. It's fear is where that stems from. Yeah, and it's clear that in, at the time that she sat down and wrote this, it's clear that she felt like she was following God's plan for her life, sure. right? So if you're following God's plan for your life, why in the world would you need to qualify anything, right? For sure. And I think I think that's why, this is why I run for God works. You know, training for an endurance event, walking or running, has got to be one of the most similar things we can do to our, to our walk with Christ. Yeah. I just, I'm convinced of that. Mm -hmm. You know, there are ups and downs. There are heartaches and headaches. There are days when we just want to give up. There are days when we feel like we're on top of the world. Mm -hmm. And I can say that, and you can interchange your faith walk and your running or walking journey. That's They're right. interchangeable. You know, I saw this post. Um, I wanted to share this. I know we've already shared a Facebook post, but this one just really stuck. You might have saw it. It's from Mary Priolo. Priolo. Mm -hmm. um, and you can use, you can interchange running or life here. But it says, if you quit now, you'll end up right back where you first began. And when you first began, you were desperate to be where you are now. Right now. Keep going. Mm, that's awesome. So, you, sometimes you got to look back to see how far you've come. That's that's yeah. the point of this is that's why I'm so big on having those goals on your mirror or somewhere where you see them every day because it, it will take you back to where you began and you can almost, you never you never should lose that sense of feeling on where you started, mm -hmm. how desperate you were to make that change. Put in your faith walk here. Yeah. When you found God and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Put yourself back in that moment. That I think for anybody, that is an intense moment. Yeah. Put yourself back in the day you decided to start running. Something drove you to, to that. Yeah. We, I don't think anybody just says, oh, I'm just going to start running. Yeah. There's something that drives us to that point, and yeah. we need to hold on to whatever that, not that we need to hold on to the pain, but we need, we need to have that seared in our memory because that's what keeps driving us forward. I love this post for that reason. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good, really good. <clears throat> Scripture, Psalm 138, 8. 
The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work, the works of your hands. God has a plan for all of us, mm -hmm. and and He perfects that plan. He mm -hmm. perfects that. We don't. He does. We like to think we do. We like to think we do. the 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 plan can only be perfect if we're following His promptings, and. You know, we just the the email that we shared mm -hmm. along with this story. It's all it's all clear signs that God is pointing people in a direction, and they're and so if 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 a plan doesn't come together, it's not God's fault, right? right? Uh, but sometimes we, I don't know. We, Following God's plan for our life is the key to having great outcomes. And sometimes, even when we follow that plan, he wants us to go through. We talked about Todd's story last week, right? And how tough Todd's story was. Mm -hmm. You know, and all the things he had taught. Todd, I'm convinced Todd was doing God's will the whole time, mm -hmm. even when he was going through those, those tough times. But in the end, my goodness, the story mm -hmm. is unbelievable because he had a plan for it all. But if you're if you're out there and you're wondering how, how do I how do I know God's plan how do I how do I know you've got to stop yeah. Wait, this is this has been on my heart for a while now you've got to stop sometimes and listen because I the story she she made the comment she she googled run for God and she began to weep I wonder how long she had been, how long God had been prompting her to do that. Yeah. And then she finally did it. And it's like the gravity of what God was pointing her to. No, nothing we did. Right. This <laughs> is God orchestrating this. I don't even remember where that lady was from. Um, but we, we got to, you got to stop and slow down, clear your schedule a little bit and get along with God. And it's amazing how when we do that, the things that he's telling us and trying to show us become so clear. Yeah. But we got to stop. We got to stop. Romans 9, 16. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. God, God shows mercy. Uh, the Bible tells us that um, God decides who he's going to show mercy to. And then some people think, well, that's not fair. You know, I've heard people say, well, people who are non-Christians are like, well, this God that you've got, you know, you, you got, why are people suffering and some people aren't? And by definition, the word mercy mm. is not treating people fairly, right? Mercy means you're getting something you don't deserve. Sure. And so um, the, the whole, the whole idea of mercy um, is to show kindness to somebody who doesn't deserve it. And Paul is talking about it in the context of being disappointed that so many people are rejecting Christ in, in, this, in this particular example. And God chooses to help the people who follow him. It's his prerogative mm -hmm. who he chooses to help. And I think that's what Paul is saying here in, in this verse, right? Good word. Yeah. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. <laughs> God's timing. 
we you know again i brought us the third time i've, I've brought up todd i don't yeah. know todd todd's mm-hmm. on my mind lately um it's a crazy story um and the truth is that god could have changed todd's life for the better at any point along those what was it 17 years i think it was mm-hmm. god could have made that abrupt change that he eventually made any time in those 17 years um but then in the end it wouldn't have been as fantastic of a story right and and he knew todd could handle it see that's the important thing i kind of wrote this out and i'll just kind of get these thoughts out here i like to take us back to the context of a of a coach yeah you know god god is the ultimate coach a coach's role is not just writing training plans, right? Right. But also to identify what his athletes need and to know how each one of them respond to stress. That's part of your biggest struggle, isn't it, with, with your girls? Mm-hmm. Is It's not the training plan. Yep. That's the easy part. It's getting inside the heads of these girls who it makes it even harder that they're all college-age girls and they got all kinds of things going on, but it's, it's figuring out how each one of them respond to stress because – each one of them responds to it differently because we know that stress in the world of running produces a faster, better runner. And it's the coach's goal to know how much stress to apply to each runner in turn, making them faster, but not breaking them. Right. That's exactly right. You're trying it's, to always trying to get you're, to that. You're trying edge. to push them to that edge. So mm-hmm. some athletes need more stress when things get tough. And I'm not st- saying stress in the, the way we use stress. I'm, I'm saying, Physical stress. Trials. Trials, yeah. yeah. So some athletes need more stress when things get tough because they respond well to it and it makes them better. Mm -hmm. But you have some um, that need grace and mercy Mm -hmm. when things get hard. And showing that grace and mercy will make them work harder the next day. That's right. Some athletes, they're they're just wired different. That's right. So this is the job of the coach. And no one who knows how this process really works questions that. Nobody who really knows how, how how coaching works questions your motives, right? right? Now, you have some that have no idea, and those are the ones always throwing rocks and, and things like that. But how many times do we question God when things get hard? Uh, we know that he understands our character just like a good coach knows his athletes. So maybe the next time God hands us a tough day that we we just need to think back to how much stronger that last hard workout made us and simply say, thanks God. Yeah. I mean, because we talk about this a lot. We get it. We get it on the sports side. Yeah. But we so easily forget when, when life gets hard, we start saying, why God, why? But I've had coaches before Mm. and when they handed me something hard, I got it. I knew they know that I can handle this. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of questioned it, but I trusted them because of the track record. Right. A good coach has a track record, and you build that trust so that you will do that hard thing. And that's exactly how we're supposed to look at God. Yep. Can Can we trust God? <laughs> More 100%. than any coach on earth. 100%. So when, when he, when he, when life comes at us, we need to look at it like God's handing us this workout. 
Yeah. Because I know this workout's going to make me better. Why can't we look at it that way? We should. We should. You're absolutely right. That's a good word for sure. A question. Why do all, what do all runners want to do in a race? Win. (laughs) (laughs) Being honest. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, if I go, if I go to the Boston Marathon, I'd love to win it. Or finish. Yeah. Or finish. Win or finish. Or maybe lately it's just, I want to finish. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everybody has a different goal, right? Because there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of in between goals. Like, win is win is relative. I mean, win is win for you looks different than a win for me. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're not going to win the Boston Marathon, but to to run a PR to run the best you've ever run there, that's a win. That's a win for sure, and that's 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 kind of the point. Um, I remember running a race in Chattanooga one time, um, and, and I began to suffer really bad in the middle of this race. I still don't, to this day, I don't know what happened. And it would have been really easy for me to just drop out mm-hmm. and say, you know what, this isn't working today. I'm not going to finish where I normally finish. But I needed to finish. I needed to, I needed to get to that finish line anyway and persevere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the, with the scriptures that we just talked about, I think that's important sometimes is even when she asked the question, what do all runners want to do in a race? Well, even when what you want to do turns out to be not the thing you can do because I wanted to run much faster than I ran that day. Um, you fall back on a secondary, mm-hmm. a, a secondary, that wasn't God's plan for me to run fast that day. Mm-hmm. That was Dean's plan to run fast that day. It wasn't God's plan. And um, we, we just can't, we just can't give up. And I think that's where society today, we literally applaud people today for giving up yeah we've talked about this on here before i don't applaud them well no but what i guess my way of thinking is because you finished because you could have given up because you didn't finish where everybody who knows dean could have finished but yet you finished what does that say about you it speaks magnitude to your character and what you stand for yeah, but I I do not like when people walk off the course. No, nope. for what I mean, if you've got a broke leg, okay. If if it's some something like that, but just because you're not going to finish where you, I don't care if you've got the Olympics coming up, you signed up for the race. Yeah, finish it no matter what. Yep. Um, I mean we we've talked about the stories of the people who have done that and how they've just won the hearts of people. Because they finished. Yeah. And they could have dropped out. And society would have said, it's okay if you drop out. You've got the Olympics coming up or you've got whatever coming up. I don't I don't think we should be at any level people should be dropping out. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, we've made it easy because again, not only do we, you know, and, and I don't want to get political or anything, but we had the recent thing with the tennis player who didn't want to do press conferences. And she decided she wasn't going to do press conferences anymore. And that's part of the job. Mm-hmm. Is it hard? Man, I'm sure it is. And for certain personalities, it's crazy hard. Yeah. But in the context but, of dropping out of a race, what did that do for you? It it made it, it makes you a stronger runner. We just yeah. we've been talking this whole podcast about how trials 
setbacks, disappointments make us better. They're good for us. Yeah. They're and actually when, good and when for us. Yeah. When we're telling our kids, ah, oh, your, your football's too hard this season, just quit. No. Yep. No, 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 no. Yeah. We need to finish what we start. Yep. And it, and then if it if at the end of that thing you decide, well, I don't want to try that again, well, then fine. <laughs> but finish that thing. Right. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's kind of your point. Uh, I, you know, of course, I've dropped out of – I have dropped out of races. Um, but it's because – I couldn't get to the finish line. Sure. You know, I, there was a recent marathon that I didn't finish. Um, I had a hamstring issue, and I tried to keep going, and then I tried to rest for a second and then keep going. And then when my runner came through, uh, I tried to run with her, and there was not going to be any of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, that's my first thought, though, is I got to try to finish, right? right? Um, God wants things to be hard sometimes. Um, and I think that he wants us to face that moment of, should I quit? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. he, I think he wants us to choose. Don't quit. Those per, are defining moments because there's going to be times in our life. There's going to be times in our walk with Christ yep. where he wants that default to be press forward. That's press right. forward. But if we're if we're quitting, no matter what it is, if it's your 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 job's just getting too hard and and you just throw in the towel now. People can leave jobs and go to other jobs. That's that's fine. But you see what I'm saying here. If it if it's just because it's just getting too hard and you don't want to do it, and you just throw in the towel, or if it's in a race and it's just not going like you want it, and you throw in the towel, or it's you know it's whatever it is. If our default is to always mail it in, then guess what's going to happen when we're confronted with something that it has to do with our walk with Christ. Yep. We're, we're going to be, be a habit. Yeah. Are we going to push through, persevere, do that hard thing? Or are we going to take the easy route? And God's road is not the easy road. Yes. And we need external things outside of that teaching us those principles to always push through. Yep. The next question is similar. What is your goal when entering a race? Accountability. <laughs> Yeah. To me, that's a great accountability thing. Is yeah. You sign up for a race and tell other people you've done it. Yeah. 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 Well, and and again, we we said this before. There's a different goal for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had our high school, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But our high school just ran their region championship. Well, the goal is to win mm-hmm. for the team to win. the The goal for our college team next week is to win our conference championship. That's that's the goal. Um, we all have performance goals, uh, and then for some people, that goal could be: I just want to see the finish line. All I want to do is get to the finish line. I don't care how fast or slow I do it. I just want to get to the finish line, and that's fine, mm-hmm. right? There was somebody at the region meet uh, who was way back in the way back in the back, but they were they had been at every race. Mm-hmm. I'd seen that team and. Uh, that person just kept just kept going, mm-hmm. just kept going, and, and wasn't very fast, but was going to see the finish line mm-hmm. every single time, and they did. Um, so what but what other goals do you have? Um, do we have spiritual goals? Um, you know, we read about some of these spiritual goals, but the question is, for all of us, what are our spiritual goals? We all go into a race thinking, this is what I want my race to look like, Um what do we want our walk with Christ to look like? Mm-hmm. 
what kind of fruit do we want to be producing, right? I think uh, is is a good way to look at what is it. When, when we enter a race, we have a goal. We enter life. We should have goals. Yep. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then it, it when we when you think we when you say what what's a race goal? It's a it's an individual race goal, right? Mm-hmm. This is my goal for this race. But when we think about a specific race. How about how does that race fit into the larger picture? Mm-hmm. You know, if if you were a part of the Couch to Marathon program, you had a, a goal of running a 10K in the middle of the year, mm-hmm. right? But that wasn't your ultimate goal. But that 10K was important as a stepping stone toward another goal. And sure. sometimes that's kind of where, where our goals are. Sometimes you have long-term goals, you have short-term goals. Um, and and you, you have to look at both and you have to balance And you got to have both. And you got to have both. Yep. So in, in the context of a lot of run for God folks, that 5k was a precursor to finishing a lot of other hard things in life. Mm-hmm. They realized at that point I can finish a 5k. Well, now I can do these other things that are really hard. Right? Think about so many of the stories that we talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. are, are couched in that, that framework mm-hmm. where they did something they didn't think they could do. And it just opens their mind up to so many other things yeah. in life that, they look at different now. Yeah. And the last question, who gives you your next step? <laughs> that's that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, it, is it me? Are we going back to Psalm 138, like we talked about, and taking your next step from God? Uh, you know, he was talking about God's perfect plan for us. Um, all we have to do is find that plan, right? Mm-hmm. Follow those streetlights. Why is it so hard to follow his plan? Because we're impatient. Yeah. So many times it comes down to patience. Because God's timing is not our timing. We're yeah. <laughs> we're in society's timing so many times, and it's it's do it now, do it now, do it now. And so many times with God, it's just stay right here. Just <laughs> do what you were doing right here, and that's the best way. Yeah. God gives us free will, mm-hmm. and free will is different from God's will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, free will is running out ahead, and I've done that so many times. I mean, and the and the walk with Christ, it is not a run. It is not a race. You're going to lose that race every time. Yeah. Um, it's it's patience. It's listening to God. It's yeah. it's finding that time to do nothing and being still and waiting for that next street light to light up. Yep, for sure. While you are working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We have partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Mitchell, Lane, Holly, me, and others that you hear on the Run Club podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist now at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, we are back. And I saw a very interesting question. Every once in a while, I peruse the message boards on Let's Run. That can be a Petri dish for a lot of garbage. I can only imagine. But it can be also be, there can be some interesting things posed there. And so somebody posed this question. They said, could somebody run a 10, 500 meters and a 1330 5k? And I thought that's a fascinating thought. 
can somebody sprint that fast and run a 5K that fast? Now, were they asking that at two different times? No, no, no. The, somebody was was that was legitimately saying, "Do you think maybe so and so?" People were throwing names out there that they thought these people could possibly do it. Uh, so, like, run them, a ten five first hundred of a oh, thirteen no, 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 thirty five. No. no, run a ten five one hundred meters. All so out. could that same person do yes, both of those things? Yes. Not necessarily at the same time. That's right. Yep. Yep. You th- do you? Th- I mean, that's. I don't think people have an appreciation of how fast ten five is. For for one thing, or thirteen thirty, yeah, thirteen thirty doesn't sound to, well. I guess they're I guess they're they're pretty similar. They're they're pretty similar. That would be incredible range. I think you know some of these eight hundred meter runners. I think well, probably the closest to it. I know Alan Webb um, was. They talked a lot about how fast he could sprint, mm-hmm. but I don't think he could run ten five. Uh, maybe ten eight. He could obviously he could run a thirteen thirty five k, but anyway, that was an interesting thought. Um, some people, even several of them, went back to old eight hundred meter runners, and they talked about Seb Coe. Um, that wouldn't surprise me if Seb Coe could could probably get close to it, uh, but I don't know. It's it's hard for me to even imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. It's time for Dean's thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. You know, as Christians, we all know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, there's something else we all have in common, and we'll talk about it in this story called The Basket Case Theory. Famous cartoonist Scott Adams proposes something called the basket case theory. He describes what happens when we meet someone for the first time. We often look at that person and think, wow, that person has it all together. We compare ourselves to them and think, man, I'm so weird compared to them. We are enamored with them and we yearn to have our lives look like theirs. Then we get to know them. After a few weeks, you notice a flaw. It's not a big deal, but it's definitely a flaw. Another two weeks go by, and now you're seeing the real person behind what they choose to show people, right? There are many of those recently detected flaws. Um, In the end, you realize that everyone is a basket case in some way, hence the name, the basket case theory. We talk a lot about how social media only shows what others want us to see. We know it because we only show them what we want them to see. We certainly have to be careful not to feel pressured to emulate the highlight reels of others because it can never end well. It's the same way with elite runners. If you're a slower runner, you probably think that running is easy for the elites, but it's not. Some of us will even watch recorded workouts and marvel at how well they execute those workouts. We think, why can't I have workouts like that? Then they interview the athlete after the workout and they tell us, I felt great today. And we think, why don't I ever feel great during a workout? Even if you don't watch videos like these, you watch the fast people at local road races and you marvel at how easy they make it look. You watch them warm up at a pace that's faster than your race pace and wonder, what am I doing wrong? Shouldn't I be able to do that too? You think, 
It must be nice for running to be so easy. But the truth is that every runner has good days and bad days. Do you think an elite runner would post his bad workout on YouTube? Of course not. We don't see the ugly workout. They have those days too. Maybe you think, yeah, but they don't have the fears I have. They don't know what it's like to worry about possibly finishing last in a race. Well, you're right. They probably don't. But they have other fears that most of us don't have. Maybe they're trying to make a living running. Can you imagine having every race analyzed under a microscope? How would that feel? The bottom line is that, like the basket case theory says, we all have doubts and fears, and none of us is perfect. We all have flaws, and we all struggle with something mentally. You're not in the minority on the struggle bus. We all ride it from time to time. Romans 3.23 is the first step down the Roman road. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's pretty simple. It doesn't say most of us have sinned. It says all have sinned. We're all basket cases. We may look at others and think they have things together, but they're basket cases too in God's eyes. But here's what God says about us in 2 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Don't compare yourselves to others. Compare yourself to what you did yesterday. And certainly don't compare your life with anyone else. God has a specific purpose for your life. You can't fulfill that purpose by trying to emulate what others are doing. You're unique. The truth is that we're all basket cases, but we're all also precious in his sight. Isn't that an awesome thought? That's a good story, Dean. We're all basket cases. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. Uh, You know, I talk with with just average runners, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and they look at me like I have this special thing in me because I can run fast. Um, and they think, man, it, it would be awesome. But you know what? That same person, a lot of them, can probably remember somebody's name. <laughs> and I can't. You know, I was just, I was, listen to this. What is it you say all the time? God gave. God gave, God, God gave me running to be good at. Most people, he gave them something useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's. But it's true. I mean, that's. Listen, last night, Debbie and I were talking and we were talking. She was asking some questions about some of the specific ladies on the cross country team. The ladies I see every day, every day. (laughs) And I'm having to go through the Rolodex in my head trying to remember names because you better hope they don't listen to this podcast well it, it's they know it. i talked to them about it they we were just joking about it as a matter of fact Haley was telling me uh, she said yeah the other day you saw me come by and you were like you were like yeah go and then you waited and i was like 10 yards past you and you're like yeah go Haley," because it took me that long to remember her name and, and she knows it and and it's just it's a it's a serious block for me and a problem for me it really it's not a this isn't a I just have a hard time. This is a a specific, really hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. Some people have a hard time reading a map. I don't have a hard time reading a map. I have a hard time remembering people's names. Mm -hmm. So God gave me fast, but that's only one example of things I'm not good at, right? right? And that's the way we have to look at stuff is we're all blessed with something pretty special. Yeah. But 
that mine just happens to be running and you can see it because I'm that's what I'm doing right so yeah yeah I mean you, you mentioned on there or you asked the question do they post their uh, terrible workouts well some of them have I you know Lane watches yeah a lot of these videos and some of them are pretty transparent mm-hmm. and and they do show that and I gosh I think and and the age of social media this is this is this is a theory that people need to wrap their head around you know it is it is a it we talk about pandemics that this is a pandemic the basket case theory is a pandemic because we look at social media we look at all the things and and we just think man they've they've got it all together and none of us do none of it i don't care if it's the biggest movie star they have their demons and sometimes those demons are much bigger than ours yeah um you talk about you know think about the the elite runners and they're having to do this to put food on the table yeah Ooh, that's 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 a big weight. Yeah, yeah. That's a big weight. I mean, that yeah. will make you a basket case. Yeah. I mean, I have a bad race and I just get bad online results. Yeah. They have a bad race. They don't get a check. Um, We all have, everybody has that. And that's why, that's the bad part of social media <laughs> is it doesn't appear that way. Right. But it's very deceptive. Yep, for sure. Even, you know, Elon Musk, I think I just read where his his net worth is like $270 billion. That's insane. He has problems. Absolutely. Mark mark my words, 100%. He has problems and yeah. things he has to deal with that uh, we don't have to deal with. And I'm glad I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Just be happy with what you're able to do. Um and and be happy that you're able to run despite the fact not being the best at it too. And we've got to understand one of our favorite verses, one of the <laughs> flagship verses it's on everything you see, Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is what that verse is talking about. That's exactly right. It's being content in where God has you and not wanting the things that you don't have. Be happy with the things, be content. I can do that with Christ's strength. That is what that verse is talking about. It's not saying you can go in the Boston Marathon. It ain't going to happen for 99.99% of the population. It's just not going to happen. But that verse is talking about being content with running a six-hour marathon, if that's where God has you. Mm -hmm. Be happy because you can make yourself miserable trying to live up to the Facebook and Instagram posts you see. Yep. You can make yourself miserable. Live up to God's expectations, not the And we can do that. We can do we that. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You. Yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. 
Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, so we're back and we're going to we're going to plug this one more time because it'll be the last time before it actually goes off sale, but the marathon gear is out for all run club members until this Sunday night. Sunday night at midnight it will close and it'll be the last time you have a chance to order it for this year so if you want the marathon gear we actually have a a bundle we've got the hat the hoodie and the t-shirt everybody loves them um great prices on those so go go get those by sunday yeah hey did you see that the half marathon women's half marathon record was broken this weekend i didn't she ran 102.50 for the half marathon wow the top american in that particular race was closer to her than they were to the winner of the race that's un- it's 447 pace mm. so for for people who 447 if we had a girl who could run 447 on my team she could potentially be uh, not at 447. She had to run a little bit, just a little bit faster than that. She could be a, a, a national champion. This lady's putting it together 13 times in a row without stopping. She could be a, a champion in the mile. In the mile. Yeah, yeah. in the mile. A one-mile race. Yeah, a one-mile race. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this this lady's doing it 13 times in a row. Isn't that crazy? It is. Man. <clears throat> so, um, I recently got news that there, there was this trail half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then this is funny. So, you know, Shannon mm-hmm. Coley, he's the coach of our high school cross country team and his daughter is on our cross country team. And so we, we had a race and while we were at our race, uh, she got word from him that he had finished fourth in this trail half marathon. And she said the top four runners were two seconds apart. And I was just thinking, that's, that's, I hope somebody got that on film. That's unbelievable. That's crazy, right? The idea of a trail marathon, you know, you can just picture them coming out of the woods and four guys all being right together and all finishing right together, right? And then I found out that that wasn't true. Really? I thought with Shannon, it was actually two minutes, not two seconds. (laughs) And so it made the whole picture just kind of fall apart. But there for a while, man, I was really fascinated that, to hear about this. That would be a YouTube blockbuster yeah, if yeah. that was true. Yeah, I couldn't wait to talk to Shannon and and hear him tell the story. And he says, oh, no, it wasn't two seconds. It was two minutes. I was like, <laughs> ah, ah, that's still good. Good for him. That was a great race for him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was funny. Sh- Shannon's doing the, the, the Disney Marathon with us. Yes. He's, he's doing the program. He's Shannon's one of those unsus- unsuspectingly – fast guys yeah not showy nope you hardly ever see him running but he's fast yeah and he's he's my age yeah he's a couple years older than me yeah um but he's that is one fit dude very fit very fit yeah. he does a lot of stuff he eats really well but you never see it nope you never see it yeah that's, that's what's cool about him yeah yeah um yeah, we just had a region track meet. Mm-hmm. That turned out well, right? Cross-country meet. Cross-country meet, yeah. Turned out very well, yeah. How about Landon? 
Landon just came out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Landon is my youngest son, who's the the woodworker, hunter, builder. You know, historically not the fan of running, and just out of the blue this year said, "Ah, oh, I'm going to run cross country," and uh, did okay during the year. Yeah, and uh, he dropped below twenty a few weeks ago, but I told him the other night. I said, "You've got another minute in you," and he was like. There ain't no way. Well, the region meet, he shaved off 50 seconds. Yeah. And won sixth in the region. Yeah. Second on the team. And just, I mean, I honestly did not see that coming. I knew he could, I I thought a minute may be a stretch. I told him a minute. But it's amazing what, because you told him the same thing. Yep, yep. And he believed it. Yeah. And it's it's powerful what can happen when you, believe what you're saying or what other people are telling you now i'll tell you this i'll say this for all of you out there listening um one of the things that landon did was he made up his mind during the summer Mm -hmm. i'm going to run cross country and then he was 100 percent faithful to get those workouts in to get those runs in and to do everything he could do he really did a good job he was very consistent yeah And, and in the end it didn't, may not, you know, during the season he was getting better and better, but but in the end it really, really paid off. All yeah. of those miles were worth it. And then we had a young lady, Kennedy. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember two years ago we were doing a workout with a high school team, and I she came up to me she said, because, you know, we had Kaylee and Ella, and we had some really fast girls at that time, and she, she came up to me. She's kind of tall. She's knees and elbows, you know, yeah. very slender young girl. And she just said, I just, I'm very soft-spoken. I just don't, I just don't see how they do that. <laughs> and I remember saying it's, it's, it's what we talked about a little while ago. It's, it's, it's those that are willing to hurt yeah. the most, at this, especially at this level. Yes. Yeah. The ones that are willing to hurt the most. And I'll never forget last year she got like, was it sixth in the region? Fifth or sixth or something like that? Yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it was actually a little higher than that. Yeah. <clears throat> or third, no, it was third. Because she she came in and I I came up I went up to her after them and I said you got third that's awesome she said I would have been surprised if it was twenty third <laughs> <clears throat> had no clue and then and she's so genuine about it too yeah and yeah. then the other day she wins region yeah from behind I mean she was that girl was putting some some distance between yeah. her and Kennedy to win it and Ken, I thought when they because it's a two-lap course. Yeah. And I thought when they started the second lap, I thought, there's no way she's going to catch that yeah. girl in front of her. And Well, I was standing over there where there's about a half mile left to go. <laughs> and it it looked like there was no way. Yeah. And I, um, matter of fact, she hadn't even thought about the possibility of winning the race. Nor had her parents. And then while <laughs> she's standing on the starting line, I mean, literally two minutes before the start, I looked at her and I said, Kennedy, you realize you could win this race. And she looked at me like, really? <laughs> and then, I mean, because it was this genuine, and then you could see this thing come over her face, like this this resolve of, and oh, that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. And that's what she did. And yeah. so she gets out there, and she's running, and like you said, she was getting beat by, you know, a good 20 or 30 meters, far enough that yeah. people don't usually come back from no. it. And, uh, Especially in a region meet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... And as she comes by, I just, uh, that last time, I just said, how bad do you want it? 
And uh, that's the same exact words I was telling Landon. It was it when he came by. How bad do you want it? Yep. And then when uh, when we saw her again, she was in the lead and pulling away, just finishing crazy strong. And uh, I it, was standing with her parents, and were they you? were like, "Is is this really happening?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's happening." Uh, so that, that yeah, was, it was a great great region was. meet, and uh, yeah, Lane is Lane took off this morning for um, their conference. Is it conference? Yeah, conference meet. Yeah, up in Virginia, and he's he's bouncing back. So um, yeah, it's, this is a fun time of year. It is. If you're a cross country fan, yeah, yeah, I love it, love it, love it, love it. How about a trivia question for this week? You always default back to these track questions. No, no, I love track questions. This is cross country season, Dean. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But... <laughs> All right. Who was the first person to officially break the 10-second barrier in track and field? That's for the 100 meters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when did he do it? So uh, first person under 10 seconds. When did he do it? And uh, learn learn a little bit about that, that fellow. Um, interesting. He's kind of an interesting guy. And uh, it was interesting when he did it. And interesting some of the other things that he did. So check that out. And if you know the answer, if you've Googled it and you know the answer, you can send the, the answer to Dean at runforgod.com and, uh, and be the first. Be the first. Not on Messenger, not to customer service, and include your T-shirt size. That's right. And That's, address. And, and address. And we'll get you a Run Club box, which would be cool. Really cool. But if you're watching, it's, it's right there. this box right here. Yeah. All right. Every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this is it. That extra burst of energy you feel when the weather turns cool. When the weather gets cool, all of a sudden there's more, there's a like a bounce in your step. It doesn't even have to do with running. I mean, well, that's my true. whole demeanor well, that, changes this time That's probably true for most it's people. It's not supposed to get over like 65 today here, and it's yeah, see, or, or 60 maybe. I love it. See, I don't care anything about that. Really? But the running part, part, it's like you get out there to go run, and oh, there's something about that feeling. The leaves falling. You know, if you follow me on Facebook, you saw what I drug out yesterday, or I actually got in the mail yesterday. Holly comes in with this package. She said, I don't know what this is, but because it, it had like um, something, something toys on the on the <laughs> sticker. And she's like, I don't know what this is, and I really don't know if I want to know what this is. She lays this box down. And it and this wasn't planned this way, you can tell. It was just really what they did when they packaged it. And I, I yelled it out loud. I said, Fragili! <laughs> and I had ordered the Christmas story leg lamp. Oh, did you? We've always had the little night light. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, we're we're getting a big like size. a full size one? Not the full size one. The one that's about this big. It's about probably like, I've got eighteen inches tall. Yeah. And oh, I was like, it's a major award, Holly. It's a major <laughs> award. And I broke that thing out and it's in our kitchen. And I, I no, you know, not. we may get a divorce over this because it's staying in that kitchen till Christmas. <laughs> so that was my first Christmas decoration out. Oh, and, uh, good yeah. stuff. And my neighbor, Dean, he just inherited his father's full size oh, wow. leg lamp. And he claims he's going to put it in the the mirror i mean the window in the front of their house and they may be in a divorce for it's over with because Alyssa's sad no way so let me tell you let me tell you a quick story about the leg lamp so 
the first time I had an opportunity to get the leg lamp, I was running this race. You, you know the race, the Wahatchee Trail Run. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the way this race runs is you, everybody, you, you run the race, and when you finish, everybody as part of their entry fee brings some kind of running thing or some kind of a trinket. And you put it on this table. And then as people finish, they come and they... It's stuff that you have. Yeah, stuff that you, don't you go own. Buy stuff. Yeah, stuff yeah. that you own that you bring. It, like it's t-shirts. Yeah. It's a water bottle. It's, it's, it could be a lot of different things. And so somebody brought a leg lamp. This is the first year I ever ran this race. And so we got through with the race. Now, I won, I won the... No, I finished second in the race, I think, that day, that day. Yeah, I finished second that day. And so I thought, as long as that guy who won doesn't get the leg lamp, I'll get the leg lamp. Because I'm assuming that at the end of the day, what they do is they, they go through from one through, and you go up there and you choose your thing, and then you, you come back. And I thought they did it like an award kind of thing. Well, a few minutes later, a really good friend of mine, you know him, Ryan Shrum, mm-hmm. comes walking up with the leg lamp in his hand. I'm like, man, I thought I was going to get the leg lamp. He goes, well, it's tough to be a rookie. Because what happens is you get through and you just go over to the table and you pick something out. I didn't know that. So I was the rookie that got taught a bad lesson. I didn't get the leg lamp because of that. And so it, I went home and got online and bought a leg lamp. But you know, my, my the biggest question I have out of that whole story, what what person would bring the leg lamp to the race to begin with to give away. Well, you know, it's close to Christmas it's like time. A cherished pride. I mean, oh, yeah. if oh, I was in that race, yeah. you better believe I'm not bringing my leg lamp yeah. to give away. That's a good point. Now, I just wonder how many people listen to this podcast are thinking, what in the world are they talking about? What is the a leg, leg lamp? lamp? Just Google that. Yeah, that's just true. Just Google it. Yeah. A Google. Christmas story. Yeah. If you haven't seen a Christmas story, now, I got to tell the, the a Christmas story. My 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 mother hated that movie. Hated it. It's not my favorite. But I love that movie. Yeah. I like it. But and, and so we're not we've both watched it. It it does have some language in it. Um the funniest thing was was that some of our Sunday school material years ago, probably eight or ten years ago. I had never seen the Christmas story. I'd never watched it growing up. And it was around Christmas, and some of our Sunday school material referred to the Christmas story on some stuff. And I'm like, you know, we've never seen that. So we went home, piled up with the kids to watch a Christmas story, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) We need to watch the TV version of this, because it does have some some language. It's, you know, an old-fashioned dad and... um, but yeah, if you have no idea what the leg lamp is, just Google it. Yep, yep. All right, we have a motivational thought of the week, and it's this one. The question isn't who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. I like that. I like that. It comes from Ayn Rand, which is not the place you would look for your running inspiration. Never heard uh, of that person. Ayn Rand wrote Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead and wrote a bunch of books and they're really more political books than anything else. Never they're heard fictional. Of any of them. They're fiction books. You never heard of Atlas Shrugged? No. Nope. Wow. It's just like one of the most famous books ever written. I don't think so. Yeah, well, <laughs> Google it. Google it. The Google will tell us. All right, everyone, you're doing great. Keep up the training, uh, walking, running. The support for one another is awesome. Yeah. You know, if you're not a member of Run Club, we say it a lot. 
the Facebook group is worth the price of entry. You, you get shot right into that when you join. Um, all kind of cool stuff coming. All new material coming for next year. Yeah. All new studio coming next week. Got a lot of cool things happening. Maybe maybe a big announcement next week for something that's going on here. So, uh, God's doing some pretty cool things around here. I'm excited. I and, am uh, too. We want you to we want you to join us for the ride. So head on over to runforgod.com and, and join us for sure. Now may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.